the sportsy show welcome to the sportsy show this is championship chatter with the commissioner volume three i am your host chuck banner uh i run the league of enthusiasm a 10 team redraft league and the dynasty league a 10 team dynasty league obviously uh with me my co-host uh this is al the never knows your champion he is the Dynasty League champion, and our reigning defending League of Enthusiasm champion is Tom. Um, also, I just want to say, if anybody wants to be a guest on the podcast, uh, we record this on Tuesday, or no, yeah, Tuesdays, and then put it up pretty much right after that. Uh, you can get me on Skype, and uh, maybe we can bring you in on phone if need be if uh, skype will be the easiest because then i can just take that recording and mix it into the podcast uh phone is a i can do the same thing but it's just a little bit harder because it's a little bit shittier and yeah that would be that so get at me uh you know text me or something like that and we can figure it out through the week but just keep in mind we record on tuesdays right around 11 ish all right so we're just going to get right into it on the League of Enthusiasm side first. Uh, last week's predictions were pretty bad by both of us. I went 1-4 and four and you went 2-3 and three for the League of Enthusiasm predictions. That brings us on a total for the year. I'm 4-6 and six and you're 6-4, and four, so we're real close. I'm winning. That's all that matters. For now. You're winning for now. And one of the games that we disagreed on last week was the game of the week. Rob Zombies versus the Anti-Dentites. And it was a fucking brutal game for me because I was the second highest scoring team of the week. And I still lost. So I am not only part of the game of the week. I'm also the unlucky team of the week because of that. I would have beat any other team pretty handedly outside of Dan. I would have beat Dan, but it wouldn't have been like super handedly, right? Um, but yeah, it, Rob got uh, the high score of the week as well with 161.3 points. And he also moves to 3-0 and on the year. Only him and Dan, I believe, are 3-0. But we'll cover that later when we get to our predictions for the League of Enthusiasm. Also, it brings the question, the gurus claim that Rob is a fantasy mush. And that his bets are bad because, I don't know, he's been doing pretty good this year based on the texts I've had with him. And uh, the little three-man bets we've been doing with it, with within our little uh, text group there. Also, the low score of the week was Brad. Um, Chicago Twisted Maniacs, and he scored 87.6 points. And a little brief curse update for Tom. He seems to be stifling it right now because he beat Nick 126 to 96.1, and his quarterbacks combined for more than half of his total points. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen just killing it for him. Yeah, Josh Allen's pretty... Well, this week he did really good. The first two weeks were whatever. All right, let's get down to the MVP race update. And uh, after three weeks, 
We have Cooper Cup in first with four points and a total of 66.2 fantasy points. Number two, Tyler Lockett, also at four MVP points, but he has 48.9 fantasy total points. And then in third in the MVP race, Nick Chubb with also four MVP points, and he has a total of 44.3 fantasy points. So we got a four-way tie or three-way tie basically right now for the MVP race, so it's pretty close. It's just uh, overall fantasy points breaking that up right now. In the quarterback of the year race update, we have Kyler Murray still in first place with seven points. Matthew Stafford coming in to take second place with four total uh, quarterback of the year points at 78.4 total fantasy points. And then in third, Jalen Hurts with four uh, quarterback of the year points, and he's got a total of 74.9 fantasy points. Now we get to the predictions for the League of Enthusiasm Week 4. I'm going to pull that up on the, the little screen here. All right, so the first match is going to be the Anti-Dentites. I am 1-2 and two versus the Guru, also 1-2. and two. So what are, you, what are you thinking here? Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going with Sean because uh, he has Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson's just just a boss. Plus, Cooper Cup has been crushing it. Uh, Najee Harris had, what, like 19 targets yesterday or Sunday, which is insane. This is not a PPR league. But still, the the fact that he got that many I understand. touches and looks. I understand. He also, his last two games um, would have gotten destroyed by me last week. I am definitely picking me to beat him because my team is better. Oh. It's like I don't want to root for your team because you have Kirk Cousins, but then he has Jared Goff. It's like, and Kirk Cousins is doing fantastic. Yeah, outscored Aaron Rodgers for me last week. Yeah, I don't know. It's, but look at Kirk Cousins' career. It's always been like that. It's he has these big outings, and then he's just he Kirk started. The rest of the he time. started the first three games of the season. Great. Yeah, whatever. Um, I'm gonna go Sean. We can't agree on everything. Oh, I agree with that. Next, we have Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks versus the MacFlop Servants. So this is Tom versus Jordan. Tom is, I believe, two and one. Jordan one and two. Uh, Tom's quarterbacks are just Tom's quarterbacks are amazing. Yeah. Between that, Carson solid. If Jacobs comes back, you know that's a question mark for him. I don't like uh, Clyde Edward Clyde Edwards Eller. No, he. I. I thought he was undervalued by a lot of people going into the season and then he's, and he's also got Allen robinson who score. who is a good wide receiver but when he has no quarterbacks throwing to him yeah and i just think ben roethlisberger is just kind of washed up he's done yeah i'm gonna go with uh tom here mm-hmm. next we have the Owen three chicago twisted maniacs versus the three and oh come get some brad versus dan I think this is going to be a bad season for Brad, who has started off well in the League of Enthusiasm his first couple of years in the league. Not this year, but his first couple of years in the league. He's he's done well. But Dan does have Christian McCaffrey gone. And he hasn't replaced him yet in the the lineups yet. But it is Tuesday, so... Dan's hit on a lot of the like 
kind of random breakout players. Like Tyler Lockett's been crushing it. Mike Williams has finally played up to what you've thought this whole time. And uh, Darnold turned it around now that Adam Gase is no longer in his life. But yeah, the McCaffrey thing, I would, I have to go with with Dan in this one. I'm still gonna go with Dan being three zero. Next, we get to the Weapon X Project versus Your Mom Loves Black Chubb. That is Jake versus Trey, and it is one and two Jake versus the two and one Trey. Uh, Trey's got Kyler Murray, the reigning number one in the quarterback of the year race. I think that helps him a lot. Obviously, he's also got Nick Chubb. I don't know. There's not a lot of guys on Jake's team that I necessarily like, and uh, I like Trey's team a lot. He's got yeah, I think Trey's team is pretty good. Kyler Chubb and Ridley are all all on my team, so those three right there alone are better than anything jake's got so i'd go trey for sure yeah i'm definitely also gonna go with trey then the last game of the league of enthusiasm week four matchups is the three and oh rob zombies versus the one and two yetis uh it's rob versus nick and i'm already just gonna pick rob to continue going Nick's had a little tough time here. He's got Justin Fields as his third quarterback because Tua's hurt. He does have Derrick Henry. Though. This is the toughest decision that I've come up with. Yeah, um, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans. It's it's tough to see Justin Fields be just as bad as what he looked like because, man, he's such, such a bad offensive coach. Um, Rob has Dalvin Cook. He is also forced to start uh, Tyler Heineke. Uh, I think I would go Nick, actually. That's my uh, wild pick. Like, I'm afraid Mike Evans is going to go out like... Well, I think your wild pick is Sean. Well, that's against you, so how wild could that be? Uh, my team is awesome in this league, and I've won the championship at least twice over the last 12 years. Yeah, I mean, not at least twice. Just, it's been I'm twice, I'm just looking exactly. at, at what Rosh is out there, and he's got Lamar, right? So Yeah, he's got one guy. Yeah, and it's the best player in the league. No, no. Rob's got the best player in the league, Matthew Stafford. Now that he's not a lion, which I would like to hear. I've never even, haven't even talked to you since. Uh, I wore my Matthew Stafford Rams jersey yesterday. Is that to get over the 66-yarder from Justin Tucker? Uh, you know what? I just kind of expected <laughs> that to happen. I honestly thought that they are going to lose when it was 4th and 19, and then once they hit that, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's for sure going to nail this. Yeah, it's just ridiculous that the Lions lose that way. But as a Lions fan, it's at least it's nice to know that that, that they're trying the entire game. Like, no, I think they're going to beat Chicago this they're week. They're a good team. I feel like they're... Because um, we play you guys this week, right? They're Yeah. They're, I think we're going to beat you. Because we're gonna try the entire time. I uh, I would not be shocked. Um, but no, I'm getting the vibe from them uh, that I was getting from Miami. What two years ago? I think I think Campbell's a great like head coach. Like at least the the couple of games we've seen of him so far, and his responses to some of the things like. Like one of his responses, I guess the other week was when it was like, "Oh, same old lines." He's like, "I don't want to hear that shit." He's like, "This isn't the same old lines." He's like, "We're trying hard to to reshape a culture, and you can't just change that overnight. You're not just gonna win with a team with a roster." Like, 
as a Lions fan, I understand our roster is terrible. And it's not you're not gonna rebuild it. But when you set your you're having these the, this team is playing really hard. And that's what I like. Yeah, no, it's like I was saying, it's it's Miami ish from a few years ago where they were like a laughing stock in the beginning of the year and then by the end they won four or five games. And they were, you know, they were supposed to be the lock for the number one pick so they can get Tua. Tua ends up getting hurt. They win a, a bunch of games, drop down to, I believe, the fifth or sixth pick. I want to say five. Still get Tua, which, I don't know. I'm not a big Tua fan. He doesn't look that great. But, I don't know. It's uh, They almost made the playoffs last year. So, I feel like the Lions could, could be that, like, in a year or two. Be one of those teams where it's like they have one of the best rosters in the, in the league. Well, let's hope. But yeah, Justin Tucker's just—he's just the boss. All right, now we're going to be moving on to the Le- the Dynasty League, and uh, I just want to go over quick last week's results. So we have the Green Bastards versus the Little Jerry's. Zach versus me. Week three, Zach destroyed me, one hundred and forty-two point two to eighty point nine. My team did not fare very well. And uh, we'll see if I break 100 this year. Next, we have the reigning defending Dynasty League champion, the Never Nudes versus the Fug Offs. This is Al versus Rob. And it was not as close as I was hoping it was going to be. Al rolled away with this win 128.6 to 108.2. Uh, Al just got a really great team. And there's team, really the team no way under, to get around underperform. that. Both quarterbacks got under twenty. Uh, my receivers combined for less than ten. And and it's a it's a great team that just got better, as we'll cover here in, in a few minutes. But as the third game of week three is Gotham City Rogues versus Make Juju Great Again. This will be Jake versus Mark in um, a battle of. I don't want to say the up-and-coming teams because Mark is up-and-coming, even though he's like a former two-time champion. Yeah, he only had, what, one one or two down years, and then he came back, which is why I keep saying people need to blow it up. Just take a full season to rebuild, stack up on picks, and then you'll be back in the playoff hunt. And this one was um, a Mark victory. He won 108.4 to 102.4. And then we get to the fourth game is the Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks versus the Guru. In the game of the week, Tom squeaking by with a one-point victory, 115.6 to 114.6. Tom has got to be loving life right now at 3-0. and with what he exclaimed to you as the worst 3-0 and team possible. He just lost Christian McCaffrey, Tom, holler at your boy, and uh, maybe pick up some players. That's crazy. He's got two wins with uh, from a point or less so far this year. And so Sean, like, really fighting, fighting against these good teams, and we'll see if he can keep it up and uh, make a push for the playoffs. And then the last game of the week, not the game of the week, um, what could be some of the worst teams in the league, 
the Li- the Little Lebowski Urban Achievers versus Johnson's Out for Harambe. This is Ryan versus Nick. Ryan's team did just get worse, but we'll see here in a few minutes what he got back in return for the things he lost. But this game, he did win. 102.7 to 92.6. And I actually did pick Ryan to win this game against you. Did, um... Did he get Davis Mills on the Wednesday pickups? He did. We're going to cover that here in a little bit. But uh, I I just want to let you know that I have gone 5-0 in the predictions for week three for the Dynasty League, destroying your 3-2, bringing me to 9-1 on the year and you at 7-3. So I am beating you. That's fairly impressive. I'd rather take my... uh, 3-0 Three and zero dynasty team. Oh, I much would too. Like I trade you my nine and one predictions record for your team straight up. I'm good. I'll uh, I'll catch up on those predictions. I'm gonna hope you don't. Well, then, yeah, like we you had just mentioned, um, Ryan had gotten this was the big the big transaction of the week. Um, leading up to week three was. Ryan, the Little Lebowski Urban Achievers, grabbed Davis Mills for $16 off of uh, the waivers. I just don't know why he didn't. Um, I don't know why he didn't start him over Dalton. Then. I have no idea. I had a uh, waiver claim in for Davis Mills as well, but I only went to 11 I wanted him, but I wasn't going to pay 16. premium price for a guy who I don't think is going to be the starter next year. 16's fair. There's a outside chance. Like they the I thought going into the year the Texans had the worst roster, but they've played well. So, it could be an environment where I think the Jaguars have the worst roster. I don't know. The Texans were bad. They had at least had you know before the injury, you know, ETN. And I mean, Char, the Lions have a, uh, have a not super great roster, but their offensive line is really impressive. Their line's good, and they have two, so, some, two good weapons with Hawkinson and Swift. Yeah, and, and I would even say that Jamal Williams is pretty good, but I mean, like, he's not a guy you're going to keep around long term. No, yeah, he's good for the time being. And so there was a huge trade moments before we started this podcast. Did you get that last game yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, this one right here. Oh. We started at the oh, top once with the bottom. My bad. I'm looking at mine. That's different. All right. So, huge trade just went down moments ago before we started the podcast. And we alluded to it earlier. The Little Lebowski Urban Achievers and the Never Nudes just made a trade where they traded, what was it? You could say it's a blockbuster trade. Uh, I received Dalvin Cook, and Ryan gets his first-round pick back and my second-round pick. So it was a big big trade. Uh, Ryan's now in controlling his destiny for his first-round pick for 2022. So I got that pick from a draft draft day when I was on the clock while we did a trade. So what it ended up being, he traded up for Jamar Chase. I moved down four spots and took Jalen Waddle. So he got Jamar Chase, Trey's second round pick, which as of now looks like it'll be 11 or 12. And then my second round pick, which should be really low for Delvin Cook and Jalen Waddle. I feel like I just absolutely robbed him. Oh, potentially. 
Like Jamar Chase has played better than. But he I also he also has his pick back though, so it's whatever is going to be the one, two, or three pick in the twenty twenty two draft. As of this, but the fact that what it took for me to get it, so he can get Jamar Chase. Like Jamar Chase has done awesome, but I don't know. I think I the the net gain is is huge for me. Yeah, I would not have taken Jamar Chase with the 10th overall pick in the draft. I think Jamar Chase was should have been probably the number one pick in the second round because that's why I think the highest you should ever take wide receiver is. If I now, didn't, if it, I didn't do after, that trade, it was going to be Sermon, so I'm so glad that happened. I would have taken Michael Carter Jr. at number 10. And he's been blah, right? Uh, he's been like, Okay, but he's not getting a chance, and their quarterback has played atrociously, and they're the Jets. So, I I believe in the talent of Michael Carter Jr. Um, I actually took player over him in the draft, but it's because I felt comfortable being able to take him where I was able to take him. So yeah, and it was what Devontae Smith, so it's worked out. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Devontae Smith. See what happens in the long run if he can maintain number one if he can be a number one wide receiver or a top 20 wide receiver that's pretty much what i need at least a top 20 wide receiver yeah i th- he, he should be up at that point within by next season so according to um tom one of our listeners of the sports show podcast we don't go too in depth enough and uh, if you could just let us know what exactly you want us to cover more, we can we can definitely go into that. But I I I don't necessarily know what you want to hear. So you well, know, well, we do need to break down that salary cap thing. Oh yes, yes. So we'll do that at the at the end. Do the predictions real quick. All right. So we're gonna run through the predictions for Week Four of the Dynasty League, and then we'll cover uh like a brief overview of the like how the salary cap works in the dynasty league all right so we'll start at the top which is my game the little jerry's versus the fug offs i fully expect rob to win this game i think he's got a better roster it's just whether or not i'm able to keep it competitive and if i break 100 this week uh i'm sorry tom but there's not gonna be much analysis for this uh it's it's rob rob should win this and yeah you're what still waiting to break 100 yeah yeah i (laughs) i i think actually i have to still break 92 oh yeah yeah that's that's a little rough so will i be able to do it this week i'm gonna say yes in a losing effort i break 92 Scoring ninety three and a half points. Yeah, you'll. I th- I think you'll be on a hundred for a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's a sad, sad situation for me in the dynasty league. Then we have the reigning, defending champion of the dynasty league, the Never Nudes, versus Make Juju Great Again, Al versus Mark in a Week Four matchup. Could this be a playoff? Uh, an early playoff matchup. Um, 
I'm I'm for sure expecting Mark to be in the playoffs. I think he has one of the four best teams. Um, I'm obviously going to pick myself. I'm projected to win by over 40 points right now, but I think he's going to be putting in. If Jacobs is healthy, he's obviously going to go back in, and I think he's going to end up putting DeAndre Swift back in. Uh, I'm assuming Trey Sermon comes out. Um, if Jacobs is healthy, then Sanders probably comes out too. Um, I don't know. Mark's got. A, I think Mark's got a really good team, but I I feel like my team's better. I would agree with you there. I think Mark's an up and coming team after the rebuild. From he he won a couple of championships and then there is a rebuild. Who were his running backs on that team? It was Le'Veon, Devontae, Freeman, and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that was. That's quite the trio because I think they were the one year they were what top, all top six or seven. Yeah, Melvin Gordon was really good, yeah. still really good, yeah. and he is for sale. Not that good. Why don't you shut your fucking whore mouth, Al? Because he is great and at least worth if you're holding a top out for fifteen that, pick. If you're uh, if you're holding out for that first round pick, I don't know if you're getting it considering what Devin Cook just went for. So, what do you mean? Delvin Cook went for a first round pick and a late second. So I feel like the gap between Delvin Cook and Melvin Gordon's pretty substantial. Nah, they're, they're practically twins. Yeah. All right. In the number three game, we have Johnson's out for Harambe versus the Gotham City Rogues. All right. This would be Trey's team versus Jake's team. I also see Jake as a potential playoff team. Uh, it's kind of between him and Rob and Zach and Mark for those other two spots. There's four teams competing for two spots in the playoffs. All these wins are going to be necessary. And if Jake's going to legitimately be a playoff team, he needs to win these games. He needs to beat the teams that he should be able to beat. Yeah, I, I think Jake's going to be one of the first two teams out of the playoffs. I think he'll end up with a fifth or sixth pick. Um, I like his team. It's good. Uh, I think if he makes not like a huge move, but like a somewhat substantial move, uh, he can get into the the top four and push for a playoff spot. But uh, I think he's just just a little bit on the outside. But I would for sure pick him to win this week. Then the next matchup, game number four, is the Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks versus the Little Lebowski Urban Achievers, Tom versus Ryan. Uh, once again, not a game that needs a ton of analysis because Tom is pretty much a locked and loaded playoff team, in my opinion. The loss of Christian McCaffrey will be big. Uh, Tom, I have... Uh, Melvin Gordon available for immediate use. Who would be great for your team considering he's going to be good at least in the short term and you're going to need someone in the short term to take over him for Christian McCaffrey, buddy. So holler at your boy. Holler at your boy. Oh, Zach's got Hubbard, but uh, he's taxi squatted. Oh, that's too bad for that kind of stuff. That's why I never like... Uh, Using the taxi squad squad spot on a running back just because I've done it in the past and I've realized that it's just not a good move unless like and like your taxi squatting a guy who's for sure never gonna play like I had Darrington yeah. Evans yeah it's if it's a a very long 
as long as they're not one injury away from having substantial playing time, then I I understand it. But yeah, I felt like he was more like two two running backs away from having substantial playing time. Yeah, but then you can have players like Ramondre Stevenson just wasting an active roster spot. So. That is true. I mean, you can always drop him at any moment to your practice squad, but you have to have those spots available. Yeah, which until we can move him, which there I'm for sure going to be moving up Hollywood Brown because he's outside of those fucking egregious uh, drops. He's actually been playing really good this year. I would agree with that, actually. Uh, so um, I'm assuming we're both taking Tom to win. Yeah, I I think it'll be a little bit closer than we expect, but Tom's team also, I feel, outperforms expectations all the time. Yeah, so. I would agree with that. Uh, then we have, last but not least, the last game of the week is the Green Bastards versus the Guru. And that is, of course, Zach versus Sean. Uh, Sean's team has been putting up impressive numbers. I will give him that. But Zach just put up 140 fucking points on me last week. No, yeah, Zach's, Zach's team's really good. Plus, Brady going back to New England feels like if he ended up with five touchdowns, no one would be surprised. It would be just like the, I want to come back, you know, here's my middle field. Yeah, he's like, fuck you, New England. Yeah. So I believe we both have uh, Zach to win. Yeah. We didn't differ on a single game for the Dynasty League, but that's just how that well, in the Dynasty League, uh, like the redraft league, it's um, like you're leaving enthusiasm. When everyone leaves that draft, like, because I'm usually there to start the Dynasty right after, everyone's always happy with their team because it's, you know, obviously you keep one player, but, like, for the most part, you should like your team. It's, a you know, pretty much a fresh start. But I still so like my team, the, and I'm one and two. The Dyna- yeah, but then in the Dynasty League, it's, you know, you can be happy leaving the draft and stuff, but then still know, like, I'm not going to win more than three games. Oh, like, yeah, that's what I, where, where, where my mindset was. Yeah, it's, you know, things went well. You got, the, you know, some players you like, but, like, you're you're not prepared to, to win games regularly. So, it's – and if that that's how the matchups work sometimes. It's like, oh, a playoff team plays a not-playoff team. All right, well, that brings us to a close for this week. And, oh, uh, the uh, salary cap. Oh, yeah, 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 salary cap for uh, for the Dynasty League. So our league is not a hard cap league. So the salary cap really only comes into play the weekend of the draft. So we have, like, a draft day where we do the rookie draft and then immediately following that we do free agency, correct? So we'll do that like on a Sunday. And so that means we'll have like a cut day on Friday preceding the draft and say that right, right? Yeah. Preceding the draft. So the, before the, the draft. The only time you need to be under cap is as we're leaving off season free agency. Which the one issue I have with because Well, you have to be under cap for for the for the cut day. You have to be under cap, which is four hundred dollars and yeah, there's under like a, a forty eight hour window you have to be under the cap. Yeah. So the only issues I have with that it's so then with the with the, the trade with Ryan, he had thought he'd uh, might possibly be getting money back. But the only money you have during the season it's whatever's left over after the offs 
the off season 48 hour window. So with that one issue I have is like when we were doing taxi squad stuff and you're saying, you know, the season hasn't started, you can move them up and down, whatever. And so going into next year, why, like if I just take my three highest practice squad eligible players, put them in there, I can max that out and then maneuver it after the fact. Correct. I guess so. So then I would just be gaining an extra five, ten, you know, dollars for during the season, which I would say it's at discretion of the commissioner. Uh, I would think don't take advantage of the situation and just it's because we had the one. I what was it? Uh, the the year Zeke was suspended. I think to start the year. And I think Rob practice squatted him, but then ended up moving him up before the season. And then I remember that was the first time that that idea was brought up where it's like, well, he gained however much money during the free agency pool. So does that create an advantage? Yeah, I feel like the main thing is to try to play as ethically as possible. And it, I understand switching guys at at certain points, but... It's whether or not we want to make it a hard stance on on that topic because we're talking about guys who may or may not even fucking play. So it's it's whether or not you want to be uh, sly or like kind of slimy. It all depends on on what stance you're taking how, on it. Really. I don't know how it's necessarily if you're doing everything within the the context of the rules then i understand that but the if the if if we're allowing for a little bit of leeway is that necessarily following the rules or is that just going i'm going to take advantage of it until there is a rule put in place to make me not fucking specifically do this which what we had to do for certain things if we I think if we were to change Which it I to don't where... think we should have to do that. I think if people just go, I am going to practice squad get this guy because I don't think he's going to play the most. That is what makes the most sense to me and not go, well, I can put this guy down here because he costs $20 and he's the first number all pick. But knowing before the fucking first game starts, I can move him up like to save $4. Is it really worth saving $4 or is it better to just go, all right, cut guys that I don't want to bring because they have a heavy uh, salary and and create the cap that way. I I think it's more of, are we going to force me to make a hard stance and make a impromptu ruling before making a finalized rule on it? Or Well, we would have until this issue only happens during the the draft so we would have 11 months to figure out how we want to handle that situation but i hope you know that was clarified of how each team's has the amount of you know fab dollars left so yeah that's where the fab budget comes into play is how much money do you not spend like you know like if you have 350 dollars spent after free agency then you have 50 dollars fab it's yeah. it's not going to fluctuate after that because it's a soft cap. That's why mm-hmm. 
I, I kept it a soft cap to allow for trades like this to happen. People who are up against the cap can still make trades to go for the championship and they'll have to figure it out in the off season. There, there's also now this that- puts you in, in a predicament in the off season. You were already up against the cap this year. And now you've got guys who are going to end up coming back. JK Dobbins come back next year. And so that's going to hit you. And it's like, well, you're going to be forced to make some decisions. Oh yeah. If I'm forced to trade Dalvin cook, I'm sure I'll get some takers for him. Well, and that's the thing. Like it's whether or not you're either forced to trade guys or forced to drop guys. Like Sean's brought up that point before about like, I'm going to have to start cutting good players. And like, I think the best player I've cut so far was like Tevin Coleman a couple of years ago. And, and yeah, like, you'll Tevin probably be able to trade guys, but then are you getting, are you getting top dollar? You might not be getting top dollar. You might only make 50, 50 cents on the dollar for certain guys, but you're still getting something for instead of nothing. The, the biggest issue I would potentially come up with is because all I need is two people to want a player and then it's a bidding war. So the only issue is if, one of the peop- one of those people don't have a lot of draft picks because that's going to be the obviously the main source of like thing of what that's what trade's going to be coming back. Really, the with. only thing you're going to be able to trade for. Yeah, no, it's it's I under, I understand how that you know the 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 roster spots aspect of everything's going to be, but like you know if it's someone who only has a couple picks. Then the other person would be like, well, if that's if that's the other person, you know, I don't have to give up that much because your other offer is known to be weak. Unless I'm obviously getting like a player back or something. So, like, it's a matter of, I don't know. And, like, if I'm dealing with, like, unless, you know, barring major injury or something, like, if Devin Cook was, what, number two on most people's list going into the season, it was like him or Kamara. So it's I would imagine he should be ranked fairly high still next year because I think he's what twenty six. Yeah. So, which I I would guess he's still on you know maybe on the back nine of his career, but it's still really fucking good. Yeah, I would still say at least a couple of years. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to a close for this week. Um. Yeah, I guess we'll see you guys next week and uh, come at me with uh, letting me know, you know, uh, what what do you want to hear or if you want to be a guest or if you want to trade me draft picks for players. For Melvin Gordon. Uh, for multiple players. One, 100% of the guys on my team are available. Uh, until next week, uh, fuck off, I got work to do. <laughs>